0: I'm Charlie Keegan. This is the Central Wigan Podcast. Well, it is now official. Colo Torre is the new manager of Wigan Athletic and has signed a a three-and-a-half-year deal. And that has felt like the longest managerial recruitment I can remember it for a long long time. We got rid of Liam Richardson on the 10th of November and today is what Tuesday the 29th of November so it's only been 19 days but it's felt like forever and there's been a lot of names thrown around in the last couple of weeks we've had Sean Maloney, Neil Critchley, Rob Edwards who has now taken the job at Luton Town um, who are actually going to go and play in the FA Cup I believe it is in the first weekend of January. Uh, but there was also Steven Gerrard, Duncan Ferguson. There was a few other names that in the mix, like Steve Bruce, Mick McCarthy, Joey Barton, but I'm all right, I didn't want any of them. But Carlo Torre was a name that just, it felt like it came out of nowhere. And it's not really a shock or a surprise to me that there's a lot of Wigan fans who are a bit apprehensive about Torre taking over because he has no managerial experience whatsoever other than assistant coach or coaching roles. There's none as a number one. So we don't really have much to go off in terms of style of play. Is he more defensive-minded? Is he more attacking-minded? How concerned is he about youth development? We don't know any of that. And I assume that he is going to be concerned about youth development with the coaches he's brought in, which we'll get onto in a bit. But we've really nothing to go off. And so it feels to me that this is going to be quite a trial and error period for Tori. He's going to try and figure out what works, what he likes... And together with the board, they're just going to have to figure out the direction that Wigan's going to have to go in. And to be honest, they've only got until May to figure that out because we cannot get relegated again. We have to stay in the championship. That has to be number one priority. And the board are clearly confident that Torre is the right guy for the job because Mar Brannigan, who is the chief executive um, of Wigan, he put a statement out today that said, we received a high caliber of applicants for the manager's job in recent weeks and a very thorough recruitment process as we look to appoint the right person for this role. From the earliest conversations we had with Colo, it was evident to us that he instantly bought into the values of the club with his enthusiasm, knowledge, and immense desire to work and be part of Wigan Athletics shining through the process. There is no doubt that this appointment is an exciting one for the football club. Colo is a manager who wants to play a positive brand of football and will strive every day to make the club stronger. Now, I understand that Miles is obviously not going to come out and say, oh, it was a bit of a, a, bit of a risk, this decision. Which we're hoping it pulls off. Obviously, he's not going to say that. Obviously, he's going to big it up and tell the Wigan Athletic fans that this is the right recruitment job I have no doubt about that but it is just too big of a, a risk to hire somebody that they truly don't believe in when you look at the likes of Neil Critchley who was on offer when you look at Rob Edwards as there and I feel like if we really wanted Rob Edwards we might have been able to get him I know Luton were looking as well and maybe they have a bit of a bigger pull than Wigan do based on the league position I don't know I don't think Sean Maloney was ever really going to be a manager that we were going to look with. His time at Hibernian was not great, to be honest. He, 15 games in charge, he got three wins, six draws, six losses. And I, I rated him as a player. I thought he was a brilliant play for Wigan, just not for me. Not for me as a manager. Another name that came up was Stephen Gerrard and I joked about it on Twitter when, it, when we first um, sacked Richardson. I said that Gerrard might be a good fit, but looking at it outside of Wigan being close to Liverpool, close to his family, there was no way he was ever going to come to us. He wants at least a side that's pushing for the playoffs, if not back in the Premier League, if somebody will take the punt on him. So I just can't see that he was ever going to come to us. Duncan Ferguson was another one that was mentioned. I would have liked him. He's worked at Everton for the last eight years, worked with Marco Silva, Rafa Benitez, Ancelotti, Lampard. But then out of all those names, it was Colo Torre, who ended up coming out of nowhere, to be honest. And is now our manager of Wigan Athletic. And before I go into a bit of a dive on Torres' playing career, managing career, and a couple of the new coaches that it's brought into the club, I do just want to obviously go back to the days of when we had Liam Richardson. I think it was very brave to sack Richardson just before the World Cup break. And I know we got the win against Blackpool in the 2-1 win just before the break, which gave us obviously three points that we really needed at that time. I do think that Richardson could have turned it around, but obviously we'll never know. And the run of fixtures that he was on just was not good enough. But I do feel that like he, he had his hands tied a little bit in terms of performances just because of the injuries that we had, the fixture congestion that we had. It was just, it was so much on our squad and obviously Richardson ended up, ended up going. I do think there's more to it than just results, but I don't think that we'll ever know unless Liam comes out and says something about it. I don't know. But regardless of how it all ended, I don't think you can ever deny that Richardson does go down with a legendary status. He stuck through the club in administration. He took I think it was three players we had on our squad at the one time. And he took that to go and win League One, saved Charlie Wyke's life along with Jonathan Tobin, um, the club doctor. Obviously, we, had, <laughs> we named a stand after him. And an alleged three-year deal got given out and three weeks later he got sacked, so... I don't know. I think he's a bit hard done by, but I don't think you can ever tarnish the sort of legacy that Richardson has. But you know, the future is without him, and he put a statement out with the LMA. I think they're called, um, the League Managers Association. I think is what it stands for. Um, he said, "I'm of course incredibly saddened to be leaving Wigan Athletic Football Club. I am clearly disappointed that we will not be able to finish what we started." I consume myself with all departments of the club every single day, and with the club still in transition, I felt like we were making great strides both on and off the field to put Wigan back in a place in the football pyramid where it belongs. And I don't think you can really argue against that. He, You could clearly tell from, from a fan's perspective that he put his everything into the club. Whether he got fully backed, I don't know, but it is a bit of a shame that he won't get to see out what he started because he really did build the club from the ground back up again, so... But anyway, Kolo Torre is the new manager and it's a new era. So I just want to dive into the playing career of Colo Torre. Obviously, we all know him as a Premier League legend at this point. Um, but he, he started out in 1981 in the Ivory Coast. And I'm probably going to butcher the name, but I think it's Boake is the hometown where he started. And he ended up having a trial at Arsenal under Arsene Wenger in 2002, I think it was. Um, there's actually a really funny story on that trial. Um, I put an article out about it. It's on my Twitter page, if you just go onto there. And it's the uh author the new Wigan Athletic Manager one. But you can also find it on, on YouTube, the TalkSport video. But I think the contract was 150,000 is what they ended up signing for. And he played in the Premier League 226 times. He was part of the Invincible season in 2003 and four got to the Champions League final, it was, in Paris when they lost 2-1 to Barcelona in 2006. And so he's got a runners-up medal in the Champions League as well as two English Super Cup winner trophies, two AFA Cup winner trophies, and the Premier League trophy. So it's really not bad for 150,000 if that's what it was. And then in 2009, Mark Hughes, who was the manager of Manchester City at the time, came in with a £14 million pound offer on a four-year deal and saw Torres go up to Manchester he ended up signing as a club captain as well. And then Yaya Torre joined the side a year later. And in the 2010 and 11 season, Man City went on to win the FA Cup. And then the year after, they won the Premier League title for the first time in 44 years. And Colo Torre actually is one of 11 players to win the Premier League with two different sides, obviously being Arsenal and Man City. Liverpool then signed Colo Torre under Brendan Rodgers on a free transfer in 2013. And in his first season, they finished second to Manchester City by two points in the Premier League. They also went on to a Europa League final where they lost to Sevilla and a League Cup final where they also lost to Man City. Torre was then released at the end of the campaign, but he goes down as the African player with the most Premier League appearances of all time. He's got 353. But when he was released, Brendan Rodgers was in Celtic at the time. He'd been the manager up there. So he ended up signing Colo Torre on a free again. And after 20 appearances with Celtic, Torre did the unbeaten league season again which is the second time he's done it. First one was the Invincibles with Arsenal and then now he's done it again. They won the Premiership, the Cup and the League Cup. And if having that list of honours to your name domestically isn't good enough in 2000 he made his debut for the Ivory Coast. He appeared 118 times, scored 5 goals and got 2 assists and in 2015 they won the African Cup together. So when it came time for him to retire I don't think you can really say he's had a bad playing career at all. <music> But as we all know, it's not Torrey's playing career that's uh, under a bit of a microscope. It's his management career because, as we said before, he has no experience as a number one. After calling time on his playing career, he found his way into a coaching role by joining Ivory Coast as an assistant manager. And he also went to Celtic as a technical assistant to Brendan Rodgers. He had 18 months with Celtic in that role and they won a Scottish Premiership, (laughs) Scottish Cup and the Scottish League Cup twice. Rogers left Celtic in February 2019 and joined Leicester City. Obviously that's mid-season, but they finished 5th in the Premier League that season with 62 points. And then the next year finished on 66 points from 38 games, as well as winning an FA Cup after defeating Chelsea 1-0 at Wembley. Last season the Foxes dropped down to 8th with 52 points, and now they're still on 13th with 17 points from 15 games. So now that Torres is at Wigan, we really don't know if he's going to be a fantastic manager or not, because we just don't have the data either way to suggest that if he's going to be good or bad. As we mentioned before, we don't know playing styles, we don't know formations, what setup he's going to go with. What we do know is that Torres worked alongside some of the best managers and players in recent English football history. And through that, you're going to have such a wealth of experience and knowledge that you're just going to provide to the team. And that doesn't mean that because you've got a really well-decorated playing career, that you're going to become a really well-decorated manager. And I'm not expecting Wigan to be promoted to the Premier League within two years. That is just not feasible. It's not realistic. It's going to take time, but for him to sign a three-and-a-half-year deal shows to me that he's willing and ready to do a long-term project, which is all I wanted from the start. I didn't want a manager to come in and just get us safe in the championship because what's the point? You're going to have to just rebuild again. I think that Torre is going to have enough to keep us up, and I wanted to know that should he come in, he was going to do a long-term project, and that three-and-a-half-year deal does tell me that. One thing that I do just want to touch on as well is the AFCON tournament. So, Colo Torre, to as far as I've known, has been the assistant manager for the Ivory Coast for the last few years. And I do believe that he was doing the job in tandem with the Leicester job. I might be wrong, but I think he was. So, in taking a first-team manager role, I find it very hard that he's going to be able to keep on to the assistant manager role with the Ivory Coast. But the AFCON tournament, which was due to take place 2023 in the June and July had to be moved to January and February 2024 due to the nation having a rainy season. Kolatori's hometown of Boake is a host venue for the AFCON tournament. And obviously with him being the assistant manager for his home nation, that is a huge opportunity to coach your nation on the home soil and have that really proud moment that you've worked all your career for. I cannot imagine that the board is going to allow him to go, especially in January and February, which is obviously the January transfer window, the embedding of players into the squad and then the push towards the end of the season. I did ask Paul Kendrick I messaged him on Twitter before Um, obviously if you don't know who Paul Kendrick is he works at Wigan today he's one of the top uh, Wigan journalists so I asked him and just posed a question do you know anything about it and he said not a chance that would happen but I will check when I speak with him and I do think that Talal and Mal obviously must have spoke to him about it but it's one to watch I don't think that he will be going Um, I just haven't seen any confirmation that he has stepped down as of yet so one to watch (music) as is usually the case that when a new manager arrives they bring new coaches with them as well and that's what we've got here we've got two new coaches that have joined the club their names are Kevin Betsy and Ashvir Johal and I just want to talk a bit about why these are maybe two unknown names to a lot of people but having read their experience and what they can offer club this is quite big for Wigan to get these two in and the club also announced this morning that James Beattie has left Wigan he was a hugely influential figure in the rebuild of the club in our League 1 title winning season and. He worked a phenomenal job under the management of Liam Richardson. So it's sad to see him go, but obviously wish him the best of luck in whatever he does next. But one person who is staying on is Rob Kelly. He was confirmed by the club this morning that he's going to carry on in the assistant manager role. He was the assistant manager to Liam and he will be the assistant manager to Colo Tori as well. So with the new coaches, the first person I want to talk about is Kevin Betsy. He was a professional footballer for 18 years and he's had six years in management. He started his career at the Woking Youth Setup and he progressed to the first team, moving to Fulham in 1998. He's played for quite a lot of clubs under his time, so deep breath for this one. But he's been at Yeovil Town, AFC Bournemouth, Hartlepool United, Walsall, Bristol City, Fulham, Oldham Athletic, South End United, Barnsley, Woken, and finally, Wickham Wanderers. So it's a pretty long playing career that he had and in July 2015, he called an end to his time on the field at Woken, actually, where he first started out, which I quite liked. And then he moved to Fulham to become a youth team manager. In April 2016, England then registered their interest in wanting to work with Betsy as their youth setup manager. And he worked with the under 15s, progressing up to the under 16, 17, and 18 sides all the way through till August 2021. And Betsy then moved away from the England setup to go and work with Arsenal for their under 23 side for a season in the Premier League 2 competition. They took them from 10th up to 3rd in his first season and then Crawley Town actually came looking for a first team manager and Betsy moved across. Now, I don't know the ins and outs, but I've had a look online and apparently there was a bit of an experiment going on at Crawley. I'm not too sure what that meant, but a lot of fans were talking about some experiment that Crawley were doing. But anyway, he got one win, three draws, eight losses and then ended up leaving not too long after, so it didn't go very well. But one thing I did find interesting is... Arsenal sent a couple of loan players out to Crawley. I don't remember if it was one or two loan players. I think there was some defenders that went. Um, But if Betsy can attract Arsenal loan players from the academy to Crawley Town in League Two, surely between Torre and Betsy, Wigan Athletic could be looking at similar things, whether at Arsenal, whether from Man City, whether from Liverpool. But Arsenal seems like the the greater link in all of this because of where Betsy's worked with them, Torre will have contacts from being a player. So I think it's definitely right to maybe get excited about some lone players starting to come in, maybe in the January transfer window, maybe in the summer transfer window. And all you've got to do is just look at some of the previous talents that we're going to develop themselves. You know, we've got Tello Asgard, Joe Gellart, Jensen Weir, and so many more players starting to come through the ranks who are young and exciting. You know, we've got Josh Stones, we've got Luke Brennan, we've Kieran Lloyd, Charlie Hughes, James Carragher. We have so many players that need that little bit of development and Betsy having experienced that with England and with Arsenal and also Fulham as well, can't discount them. He has the experience and he can work well with our academy just to try and develop these players a little bit more. We might not see them for the end of this season, but looking at two or three seasons in the future, then players have to start coming into first-team football, not just because of their age, but because of their ability and developmentally. And I think Betsy's is going to be a real trigger in that. So alongside Betsy, we also have Ashfir Jahal, and I really hope I've not butchered that name as well. Um, But Jahal has worked at Leicester City since August 2014 as an academy coach, but he has completed his UEFA A licence, and he was also part of the Elite Coach Accreditation Scheme of the Premier League. We're going to have said that Jahal is an exciting, up-and-coming coach, and will work alongside Betsy as a first-team coach. Now, Tori knows Jahal well, obviously, from working at Leicester with him under Brendan Rodgers. So immediately they're going to have that link. They're going to have that understanding of each other. And to be honest, reading up on the two new coaches that are coming in alongside Tori and knowing the, the youth development setup that we've already got and that Rob Kelly's also staying, knowing that the background staff as well hasn't really changed, I do feel confident this is going to be a good setup. But going back to the experience of Tori and the ability, it's really just going to be a, a time will tell. We've don't, we don't, still don't know either way how he's going to do. But it's going to be time will tell, and it needs full support from everybody right from the start. Now, I got a DM yesterday of Gab Sutton, who does some writing for a page called Fansbet. And he sent me over five questions just about Richardson leaving and about T- Cola Torre, and my feelings on January transfer window, and do I feel like we're going to stay up? And I replied for the do I think we're going to stay up question. I said, call it blind faith or whatever else you've deemed necessary. But I've always felt we will stay up this season even after the run that we were on towards the end of Richardson's time here and to be honest I do think that we are going to stay up I would love for us to have that new manager bounce that when Torrey takes over the squad just seem to kick into gate and we pick up I don't know three wins out of five say up until Christmas And I think that is going to be a very crucial time for Wigan. You know, we come back and we play Millwall on December 10th, and we've got Sheffield at home on December 19th, Borough away on the 26th of December, then Sunderland at home on the 29th of December. And then we have Hull City on January 2nd at the DW as well. And I'm not expecting us to go and win all five of those games. I don't think there's any way that we can win all five of those games just because of the calibre of side that we do have to play. But if we can start looking a lot better than we have been doing, that's only going to start attracting lone players. Start, let's go back to Arsenal. We know that Betsy and Tory have links with Arsenal and we know that Betsy has pulled Arsenal lone players over to Crawley. And there are definitely positions in our current squad that I do think we need to strengthen, for sure, or bring in at least some cover. Centre-back, we have Jason Kerr out for the rest of the season. We have Joe Bennett and Tom Pearce at left-back, but neither really seems to be getting in over James McLean. So do we look at another left-back? CDM and centre mid. I would just get another one or two players in, and maybe a winger as well. If we can get a young, exciting winger on loan for the rest of the season, just to be a bit of a nuisance in the championship that could win us games, like Nathan Broadhead can just win us games. Callum Lang can Talaasgard. I would really like to see the new the new coaching setup go and try and make some signings, whether loan or permanent, in the January transfer window. But I do think as well we're going to have to start thinking a bit more long term that the summit really is where the investment is going to come. Because Torre, we've had to pay less compensation to get him. So I don't know how much money we've actually got in the bank ready to spend in January. And I'm also not sure how much of a willingness that Phoenix and Talal have got in investing any real money into the squad in January with the threat of us still being in the bottom half of the table. And to be truthful, still in like a relegation scrap. We're going to have to start playing better or this relegation fight is going to go on for the rest of the season. But like I said before, I do think that we've got enough to stay up. I think that Torre is going to be a learn-on-the-job kind of manager. We're going to have to learn a lot from him. But the coaching setup that we've got around him, I do feel are going to support him very well. And we do have a squad that has that belief. One of my reasons that I think that kind of went wrong under Richardson was tactical. You know, we were leaving substitutions way too late to the point where the game was starting to wrap up. The teams that may have been 1-0, 2-1 up in the game had started to set up and close up shop. And at that point, you can't bring a sub on it 80-85 minutes and expect them to do miracles because the opposition will just keep the ball and will frustrate us and that is a hard game to get back into but Mar Brannigan did say before in his statement that one of the criteria for the new coaches was a positive brand of football so I guess I just got to see we play Millwall on December the 10th at the Den um, a very hard place to go to a your first game so I, t- I don't really feel much jealousy towards Coletori and having to do that but I think that's about everything that I wanted to cover Um this has been fun a little first podcast by myself we were doing progress for unity ones and i think we're doing one tomorrow on the colo tori announcement as well so that'll be fun to do um but yeah you can follow my twitter page central wigan uh, we also have a Substack, which is like a, a newsletter so i do match previews match reviews um some latest news things so if you want to follow that it's a free subscription it goes straight to your email inbox but i also post it onto twitter as well just so you can read that it's just more of an in depth uh, look at everything rather than just a tweet. But I would love to hear your thoughts on not only this podcast, but on the Torre signing as a whole. You know, I've been speaking to Wigan fans for the past couple of weeks about it. We've been talking about their feelings, my feelings. I've spoken to obviously Gab Sutton, uh, spoke to the second tier podcast. So yeah, there's quite a lot of discussion around this one. Um, one thing I've just remembered as well is the signing does actually make Torre the first. African international to manage in senior English football so the ticks are international huge (laughs) so that is everything from me Uh, I'm Charlie Keegan this has been the Central Wigan podcast thank you for listening let's sing as well let's sing the best song. Okay, I like Whitney Houston?